The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever struggled... For a long time with your health or sense of humor, especially in today's world with environmental concerns about the virus, climate change, war, you know, epidemic and divisive politics. You have now problems with anxiety and depression. You're socially isolating. If you are more than ever intuitively keyed in to people's anger or sadness, today's your day because we're going to discuss empathy, sensitivity, how to survive and thrive in today's virtually viral world. In today's world, it's very common to have people relate more via Instagram, Facebook, yell across the street. But things are a little different than they used to be. And people's behavior, mental and physical health are changing as well. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to maintain your empathy and sensitivity, survive and thrive, and also stay healthy and have a good mood. We're taking your calls toll-free, toll 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, Unity on Live Radio is today... The last time live this Wednesday, today, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And today, you can get this show on your podcast provider, as well as join the live show today with a question. 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. East Coast Time. A few times this year, I've gone to the doctor. Oh, my God, it's different. It's unbelievable. Number one, the wait times are much worse. You dial the number. Thank you for calling Medical Center. 
Thank you as we take we have experiencing longer wait times than before. During this time we we hope that you have patience, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> and you find yourself becoming impatient, irritable that you weren't before. And you find yourself going on autopilot for apology. I'm so sorry, please forgive me. I'm so sorry, please forgive me. It happens everywhere. Whether in line, at the pharmacy, everywhere. And the wait times for everything is longer. And then when you finally get there, Everybody's in a bad mood. The people receiving you are in a bad mood. The people waiting along with you are in a bad mood. And when you arrive, you're in a bad mood. Bad mood, bad mood, bad mood. And even when you're not in a bad mood, you're staying there and you can empathically and sensitively, sensitivity pick up edginess. And your stomach starts to churn. And you feel your skin getting itchy and you're exhausted in much shorter period of time to the point where you're like you know what I'm not going to go to the grocery store I'm just going to order the groceries in it's almost like this sense of dread mixed with guilt dread mixed with guilt and it goes around and around and around and why 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 do we feel this way engaging with people makes us anxious Staying away makes us feel guilty all in the last three years. If this is you, it's becoming harder and harder to maintain your health and sense of humor, but more of us are becoming more empathic and sensitive. Why is that? Why is that? Well, I hate to tell you this, it may be evolving because you can't be narcissistic in today's world. You can't. Maybe this is an evolution. Just the sheer amount of catastrophes bombarding our brain and psyche force us to not be able to ignore other people's problems. You can't. Because all of us are in the same boat. You can't Ignore that everybody's got a mask on. You can't ignore putting on the mask. Or you can't ignore people fighting over the whole mask issue. Or if you think that your area is done with COVID, you hear about China and people starving because they are taping people's doors shut. The more you start thinking about your whole life, your own life, and comfort, you can't think about yourself. You can't have a moment of narcissistic escape. You can't. Because somewhere, somehow, someone is in pain. Perhaps the silver lining on this cloudy three years is that it is helping heal a pandemic of self-focus. And yes, we have to deal with how to handle 
the onslaught of empathy and sensitivity. In the spring, in Maine, we have this onslaught of caterpillars. It's almost like they fall out of the trees and you can't even see them because they emit into the air these little pieces of hair. You can't see the hair. All you know is when you walk around, your nose itches, your eyes itch, and your skin itches. And all you know is you're sensitive. Everything is itchy. Itchy, sensitive, itchy, sensitive. And even your lungs hurt. And then you ask someone, you know, I don't feel good. And they go, Brontium Roth. And you're like, what? Brontium Roth. Excuse me, can you say that slower? Brown tail moth. Apparently, it's a brown tail moth, and it has these little brown fibers that fall into the air, and they go into your eyes. They go into your lungs. They go every single place, including your skin. And they make you sensitive to everything. And that is the last three years. You can't see people's pain. You can't see the problem. All you know is you've got contact intuitivitis. Even if you don't watch the TV, you can pick up the problems in someone else's mind who did. You know something's going on. All you have to do is walk into an airport and you can feel the hysteria. All you have to do is walk near a supermarket and you can feel the hysteria. You just can. Go near a bank, you just feel it. And so we have to have a sense of ha- learning how to have faith that we've all been here before. They say now the economy, the inflation, is at the time that we had Reagan. Well, we can dread thinking, oh, my God, we're going all the way back to Reagan. Or we can think, hey, we got through it, didn't we? Somehow we got through it. It's hard to do that. There is a whole spiritual paradigm of thanking the divine for times of crisis. Why? Because it strengthens us, gives us resilience, and we're still here or We ain't dead and despondent yet. It takes great strength and resilience to do that. We'll go to the first line. We'll go to Margaret, line two. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Yes, how can I be of help? Hi. (laughs) Well, I I guess um, I would like a reading. I uh, I have kind of isolated... Tell me your high primary problem. Uh, polymyalgia rheumatica and uh, left hip pain, basically. Left hip pain, polymyalgia rheumatica. Yeah. Polymyalgia rheumatica on a medicine, but you understand this is not a physician-patient relationship. Correct, yeah. You have a physician, you go to your physician, you enjoy all the hoopla involved in going to healthcare, right? When you call, they say, thank you for appreciating the all the uh, difficulty getting through to us. Our calls are backed up. I appreciate your patience, right? You deal with that, right? Correct. But you need yes. it because this is what we need for good healthcare. This is what we have to do. Um, every illness is always in part due to diet, so you pay attention to your diet, the environment, genetics, But every illness is responsive to our environment. 
And being in Maine, you know about the brown tail moth, right? I do, yes. Yes, and they, everybody says brown tail moth. And you're like, I don't know what the hell you're saying. So our immune system, I think of your body as like the dashboard in a car. And each one of the lights go off when something intuitively is out of whack in our life. And your immune system is more likely to go off when there's something wrong in a family. Families are are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. There's somebody in a family that has to do with money and property that's not doing well at all. And it makes you feel guilty. I can't figure out if they have problems with vocation, career, job. You can't talk about the problem. And as a result of this, I'm sorry? Oh, I, my brother died recently. I, I was did hospice for him. And I, I am in his home. He, he left oh. it to me. Hold on one second. And I haven't been. Hold on one second. So, bones no, joints poly- the immune my- system. Hold on one second. Okay. So, polymyalgia rheumatica doesn't just affect joints and the immune system. It affects a certain kind of joints, your frame, your hips and your shoulders, right? Correct, yes. And a house is a frame. It frames your life. It's not like the joints in your hands like rheumatoid arthritis. We're talking about the frame of your body, right? It frames your house. It's like a frame for a picture. There's something yes, about there's something about your life in this house and how this man lost power in his life. And there's something about that relationship, this situation that makes you feel guilty. Do you have siblings? I have an older sister, and my other sister died in 2019. Another situation. Oh, yes, I have a sibling. I have a, a living older sister. The reason I say this is because there's some problem with that money, money, that house, and you living in it, and, ha- and, and the rest of your family. And that affects you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so, yeah. Can you tell me why? Yeah. Well, uh, he, you know, can I tell you why? Oh, it's a long story. Um, okay, let me say it another way. <laughs> we have two brains. We have a right, we have a left, and we have a body. Mm-hmm. One of the ways they help us when we have a trauma, say at war or something like that, is they bring us back and they debrief us. They bring us back, they put us in a room, and they say, talk to me about it. Talk, talk, can we talk about it? We talk mm-hmm. about it, and it's less likely you get it out of your system. It's less likely to seep into your body. Do you get it? Grief yes. takes yeah. 10 months to process, like a baby pregnancy is 10 mm-hmm. months. Grief takes 10 months to get out of your system. But mm-hmm. if you have it complicated... It stays there, fester, fester, rot, rot, and it increases your chance toward having immune system problems like shingles and all kinds of other problems, not to mention eating up serotonin and so on. There's something that makes 
the grief and the bereavement stick. And so you you can't talk about it. You can't get debriefed because there's some trauma about it that makes it get stuck. So my point is, it wasn't just like he died. You're yeah. also living in the house. There's something Correct. about money that makes it hard for it to just, he died, we process it, and moves on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel guilty about the way the money was distributed? Yes or no? Um, That's an easy question. <laughs> yes. I know it's complicated, but if you have it as an easy question, yes or no, your body, he- I know that there are shades, but your body doesn't hear that. Your body okay. hears yes or no. Okay. Yes, there is some guilt. Okay. But there's sometimes there isn't guilt. But the fact is there's some remnants of guilt that makes it get stuck in. Right? Correct. Yes. Perfect. But to some degree, you help take care of your brother. So to some degree, you owed the house. Do you get it? Yeah. It matters not. It matters that your body feels the guilt, whether it's appropriate or not. Do you get it? I guess I do get that, yeah. I borrowed Carolyn Mace's car once. I ran into a bakery car, a bakery truck. I dented the fender. <laughs> I felt really Uh-oh. guilty. I felt really bad. How would you feel if you dented Carolyn Mace's car? Suffice it to say, mm-hmm. by the time I got back, I had already called, you know, the, 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 the car agency and was already arranged to get the car fixed. And she's like, forget about it, ML. You were doing me a favor. No, no, you don't understand. I was completely, you know what I'm saying? My guilt sure. overshadowed whatever good deed I was doing her completely five times over, right? Because I'm yeah. a hyper-intuitive, hyper-vigilant, hyper-responsible person and very little entitlement. You're the same, correct? So whatever yes. remnant of guilt you have is going to completely overwhelm all the things you did for this guy. Got it? Yeah. And that's going to make it hard for you to, to process and relieve the, guilt, um, the grief. Got it? Yes. And so the virus, which is supposed to be turn on your autoimmune problem, which is polymyalgia rheumatica, which you have to be careful because it can be associated with other autoimmune problems, right? Yeah. Like an artery, what is it, Kawasaki's arteritis or something, some artery near the eye, right? Temporal arteritis? That's it, temporal arteritis. That's it. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're talking years ago. That's pretty good, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good enough for government work. My point is you don't want that domino effect to other problems, correct? You want to nip it in the bud. So you want to talk to someone about your sense of guilt because you want to put it to rest and have someone do a... A, um, a fact check. What did you do for responsibility? And is this guilt pathological guilt? Did you get it? I'm not sure what pathological guilt Pathical, means. Pathological guilt means, this means 15 years later, I still feel guilty about that car. Oh. We actually got okay. in a fight about it because she got mad at me because I paid to get it fixed. We got to fight, okay. fight about it. I'm still talking about it. That's pathological. I okay. can't get off of it. Do you get it? I can't move through yeah. it. I can't let it go. Do you get it? So it gets stuck in the body. Yeah. You can't, your system can't let it go. Whether you're in the okay. house, stay in the house or not. I am in the house right now. I yeah. know. We know you're in the house. 
And that's <laughs> very much aware you're in the house. And the question is, do you feel good about being in the house? Because yeah. if someone leaves yeah. you in the house, someone leaves you, there's this difficulty with someone who you love, who leaves you a house. What do you do? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh... it's difficult. Let me give you a perfect example, and then I'll let you go. Okay. I lived in a property once where the next door neighbor, there was an issue with a fence and encroachment on the property. So apparently they planted somebody, a tree, a memorial for someone who died in their life. Okay. So I felt uncomfortable. I said, you're going to move the tree. They said, but that was a memorial of someone who's very important in our life who died. I said, so I got a dead man's tree in my property, someone who's died. So what do I do if the dead man's tree dies? So now I have a dead man's tree. I have a dead tree of a dead man. (laughs) They look at me. And they're not laughing. But it's funny, but it's not funny. So I said, do you understand how bad I'll feel if the dead man's tree dies? So you have to move it. You have to save the dead man's tree before it dies. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a responsibility that's a big responsibility. And... It gives somebody the EBGBs on what to do with that, because now mm-hmm. that they're gone, do you have do you have to stay there forever? Uh, no, I don't. I know, but do you feel that you can ever leave? If, uh, well, I've I have other issues with a marriage, so it's been almost. A I know, gift but that complicates be. this because you're in a house of somebody died. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. So you need someone to unravel the tangled hangers there was a guy on pbs called bradshaw and he did family therapy and he came out with this tangled hanger sculpture and he talked about it as being representative of family therapy and he said when something in the family shifts like someone dies it changes Mm -hmm. everything do you understand It it does yes and so your brother dying, you remove him, and it lays bare the previous issue that you you and your husband, the relationship died. It's not distracted by your brother's illness. Got it? True. Yep, I do. So Thank now you. you're in your house. And so what I would do is I continue working with my internal medicine doctor, but I would work with an excellent acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist who can build up your immune system and your white cells, put out the heat, because autoimmune illnesses are empty heat. Are you following me? Yeah. Acupuncture. Um, Acupuncture, Chinese herbs, but you want to run everything by your Western doctor. You want to keep making sure they follow your lymphocytes and your white cell counts and your inflammatory mediators. Are you following me? Okay. Yeah, they've been doing the inflammatory mediators. But you need to keep checking your white cells as well. Okay. I didn't because know that. it's a sure. sign that your immune system is out of whack. Um, what's your ex-husband's? Is he your ex-husband or are you still married? I'm still married, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you living with him? Uh, well, I've got two houses. He's in one where I'm in the other. So we're 
No, separated, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, we could, you could say we're separated. Not and legally, how long but separated. Have you been, how long have you been separated? It's been a year now. So your brother's health problem facilitated physical separation. That's true. Yes. And let me ask you a question. I, I know this is. I'm, we're going in for the. That wasn't a good statement. <laughs> so your brother. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> You're laughing at least. That was good. <laughs> so your brother's illness helped facilitate you leaving your husband. Ah. Jeez, that's, you could say that, yeah. It's, it's okay, wait a minute. Okay, I, I, I did say it that. Happened. So then, wait, yeah. wait a minute. So now that your brother is dead, you either have to go back to your husband or if you go on disability, it's very hard to get better because okay. you declared it. Do you understand? Yes. So now that your brother is dead, you have to declare that your marriage is disabled or dead. That would lead to some kind of a resolution, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah right, because you can't say it's temporary as long as I have to take care of my brother. Mm -hmm. So now you have to take a right brain emotion about your marriage, bring it to your left brain and name it so you can release it. So it's not just the death of your brother, it's the death of your, go ahead, call it out when you know it. <laughs> marriage, yeah. And sure. the frame of the house is that you have trouble knowing which one you live in. It's your brother who died or the other house that's Possibly hmm. dead. Yeah. You better figure out where life is. Because you want to live in a house that's alive. Right? Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yes. And so you want to choose that actively. Choose life. That's... You want to choose yeah. it actively. Otherwise, it actively. happens to you. Okay. Grief happening in your immune system with polymyalgia rheumatica says that this is not good. That your body says, I don't have a lot of time to just sit and mull this over. I have to make a decision. You need someone to get a backhoe and help you do that. <laughs> or better yet, a probably, probably right. I hate decisions. I can tell you that. I can tell right now. <laughs> Okay, I wish you good luck. You take yeah. it easy, okay? All right. Thank I'm sorry you. to drag you like that, but it was really quiet. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep, bye. We're about to go to break. We have uh, Cleary on line three. Cleary, can you hear me? Uh, Cleary, I want you to stay there. There's my music. You know what that means. We're going to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about empathy, sensitivity, surviving and thriving in today's virtual viral world. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show is dedicated to empathy and sensitivity surviving and thriving in today's virtual viral world. We all know that we're probably having our brain and bodies primed, made more sensitive intuitively in the last three years because of the global crisis. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I think that there were a decade or two that we were looking a lot at selfies. It was a selfie world. The very word selfie, you know, was a nod to the narcissistic tendency. I don't like to use the word selfie. And then everybody was doing the teacup. I just learned what the teacup was, which is a selfie pose that makes your abdomen look smaller. You know, suffice it to say, everything was about look at me, look at me. And then you develop these events which you have to focus on, what about them, what about them? And this what about them focus makes you more empathic or sensitive. This may be too much for certain people and it will make them go over the edge. The first thing you'll get is you won't feel like your needs are being met. You'll get anxious, irritable, feel like people aren't taking you seriously. You'll get depressed, want to stay away from people. You'll just get overwhelmed with people's needs because your own are not getting taken care of because you can't see anybody. And so how do we handle surviving and thriving in today's virtual world? You have to learn to connect with people virtually and intuitively heart to heart. Know that they have a higher power and you aren't it. But you have to, at times, know that you're alone in your house, but you're not alone. And that other people are going through the same thing that you are. It's hard to maintain that insight when you are isolated. We'll go to line one. Maria, 
I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so so appreciative that you're able to be on one more time with Unity. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of issues that I thought were getting better, but I have some new ones. So I have pelvic pain, fibroids, possible yeast issue going into my left side kidney, and then the mental health. I'm implementing more energetic healing, but I think I really need to find some other options to work with. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question, Maria. Yeah. You listen to a lot of Unity Online Radio, don't you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, not anymore. I did like a, um, over a year ago, but I try to listen to one, at least once a week. And you know today is the last, this week will be the last week of Unity Online Radio, right? This is actually my last show. Yes. And you're How such a blessing. And oh, it's much appreciated. Thank you. How has it helped you? It's a lifeline, honestly. It really is. Between Hay House and then going to Unity, when you're floundering, you're in desperation, you don't know what to do, but the universe it's pointing you in directions to keep exploring, even though you don't realize that, that your answers are elsewhere. And just a little bit here, a little bit there from one person, from another person, and you have no one else to talk to, no one else understands. When you guys are an intuitive, you go to the core. And it, you're bypassing all the BS, all the need for conversation and details, and just going to the core of the root of the issue. So let me ask it, you this. So what you're telling me is that when you are with somebody, the words and the details are difficult for you. Um, it's different details, and they don't have all the answers. They don't. They don't. I can tell you the same thing, and you're going to tell me the actual answer, most likely than if I go to a regular doctor. They have their limitations on what they're testing, as you know, and what their knowledge is. When you're intuiting and going from source, you're going below all those layers and have more access to information. You know, um, I once went to a uh, intuitive. Her name was Senora Marrera. Mm -hmm. um, back then, in the good old days, I had five discs left, and I had blown C5, and I had burning on my wrists. And the doctors couldn't help me, so I went to her, and I had this long coat on. And um, I walked in with my friend Liz. And I said, Bum dia, como vai? She said, Bum dia, como vai? And unlike another Corandera, um, Senor Raposo, Senora Marrera used uh, rosary beads. After you said hello to her, she reached for the rosary beads, look at the ceiling, and start to scream in Portuguese. 
And um, about 20 minutes later, she come up for air and she talked to you. And she says to me, you have all these people who help you. She said, all these people call all the time during the day with all their problems. They have lots of health problems and you help them and you carry their doenses, their health problems in your body. And um, because of this, you have these health problems. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. But what health problem do I have now? And she said, you have burning, you have doenza, your illness is in your wrists. And how would she know that? That was actually the area that the neck discs were affecting me. I had burning in my wrists. And I said, all right. Um, so what are they saying to do? And she said, hold on a second. And then she's listening. And she said, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She says, um, they're saying, if I could, if they could make you normal and take away your gifts, um, you wouldn't be able to do what you do, but you wouldn't have as many health problems. Is that what you want? To not be like you. And I knew instantaneously what the answer was. So I asked her how, what else I could do, and she gave me some, quote, tips. So my mm -hmm. question is to me, to you, Maria, that it's obvious that you're a very unique person and that you understand the difference between um, talking about super, the details, the logic, but also talking about fundamental truths underlying a health problem not just the facts but the underlying spiritual reasons so that makes you unique have you always been intuitively sore, porous or sensitive um when i got older i think after perimenopause uh, sorry after perimenopause, after menopause? No. I'm, I'm in my now. So this... When? when? started being more intuitive when I was in college. I started sensing more and understanding more. I, we had senses of intuition um, when I was younger, but more, I was very sensitive to everything. Um, just as a does that make it harder for you to be in certain environments and work environments? In um, environments? It did when I got older because uh, I didn't have a process of processing emotions that was healthy. There was no letting go. It was just piling on. And then it got to where I was super, super sensitive finally to energy, and it just was an explosion. Um, I just couldn't handle anymore. Um, well, I, I finally went to the orthopedic doctor after blowing all these discs one after the other in Boston. And he said, you have to find out why you keep blowing these discs. And part of it is exactly what you describe. That and what Senora Marrera describes, which is 
that if you're empathic and sensitive and you pick up this from this person and that from that person, it's like going to the baggage claim in the airport and you're picking up that piece of baggage, that piece of baggage, that you have them in every single hand. You have some in your uterus, some in your lower back, some in your GI tract, some in your head, some in your mm-hmm. brain, some mm-hmm. in your lungs. You're carrying a bag in every single area in your body to the point where you have all these health problems because each one is a bag from somebody in your life that you literally could fix one area and then there's another bag that falls out that you can fix them with medicines, supplements, and so on. I, the, the end of my private reading, I say, and now I'm going to talk to you about the, your unique wiring for intuition. Everyone has a unique wiring for intuition at times and can provoke a health problem that could be treated or in the past was treated. But if you can't utilize that form of intuition that you have, it can make it harder for you to stay better longer, respond to treatments. If you can, you could learn how to utilize that so you can stay better longer, respond to treatments better, use that ability in a career vocation, not to mention spiritual growth and development. And I say to you, Maria, that that is what your unique wiring is and makes it harder for you to tolerate being around people because your empathy and sensitivity makes it harder for you to respond to treatments and you tuck in their problems in your body. Didn't think you and I had that thing in common, do you? Which is why you think that the, the solutions that doctors give you are superficial because they can only give you part of it. They can't give you that part. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And they get frustrated with you because they don't learn that part in medical school. It's not in medical school. Mm-hmm. They need to teach that in the temples of Asclepius in Greek medical school. They would teach Greek medical students. This is in, you know, I don't know, Socrates or whatever. They used to bring them to a temple and teach them how to go to sleep and in their dreams get information about their patients. Well, they don't Mm -hmm. do that in medical school now. But Mm -hmm. they teach you what is unique about that person and what their psyche is picking up from other people. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I think so. A couple of weeks ago, we had somebody on, and she was talking about a mystic, Julian of Norwich. And many many of the great saints, Catherine de Ricci, Teresa Lassure, Julian of Norwich, and others, have the, the stigmata or what they have is a kind of sensitivity where they pick up other people's feelings, suffering. They're very unique. They're twitchy, anxious, irritable, and their health is difficult. It's reactive. They have a lot of immune system disorders. They have a lot of pain disorders, autoimmune, 
and so on, digestive problems, not to mention headaches and frequently seizures. They often see things, hear things that other people can't perceive. And what they see is that people often go to them and they label them mystics. In common days, people call them intuitives or sensitives or empaths or whatever you want to call them. My point is, Western medicine would have a difficult way of treating them because they would say that their health is reactive to their environments. And so what I would say to you is today's show is probably dedicated to the people who, like you, who empathy and sensitivity, it's difficult for you to survive and thrive in today's world. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So every organ in your body would become over time sensitized and you would have to learn the language of that organ. Second center uterus, one-on-one relationships with significant others. The area of, that's the work of Gloria Bachman, talks about past relationships where there is a history of trauma, where you may have felt that someone may have violated you or abused you. And women with that history may have unique pain in those regions when there are environments that kind of are reminiscent to that can happen decades later. So a lot of people can have a fibroid, but these individuals with this kind of sensitivity, their pain and suffering is much more because as Chris Northup says, there is memory in the uterus. Or as Van de Kolk says, New York Times bestseller list, I don't know, it's 5,000 weeks. The Body Keeps Score is the title of his book. And then, of course, where are the other problems in your body? Immune system. You may have trouble with chronic immune system activation, where you may have problems with a sensitivity to your skin breaking out, whether you get fever sores or um, viral sores, that lets you know that you don't feel safe and secure and you don't feel that what you have to say doesn't matter. Third center, digestion. When you're in a particular situation where you feel that how you're being treated in a group of people erodes your self-worth and self-esteem, it makes you furious. Your right brain fury goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland produces epinephrine that makes the muscle lining in your bowel wall freeze. Food can't move through and you get abdominal distension and bloating. And then bacteria overgrow. Very painful. Can you please tell me your health concerns? I have fibroids. I have possibly yeast imbalance. Um, Where Where is the yeast? 
um, pelvic. They said they believe and they want me to go on antibiotics, which I'm trying to avoid, but I'm getting increased discomfort and pain in the pelvic area going up through my left um, side of my waist. I have inflammation in my gut. How long um, do you have problems with your gut? Oh, over 20 years. When you get angry, does your gut stick out? Mm. I've not noticed that. Um, I've only noticed recently there was some weight gain. Um, I'm mostly sedentary now. Um, and so anything I eat goes immediately. If it's just a nut-based, anything slightly fat, I don't eat very much anyway. Um, and so I put weight on immediately, and it goes to my face. Let me um, ask you a question. What was the first most intuitive event that ever happened to you growing up? Um, what I do remember quickly is I would know, like, if somebody was going to call, and I would smell correlating to an event that I would go to. Wait a minute. Back up. You would smell? Mm-hmm. I would have the sense of smell like the beach when I was a teenager, and then we would go to the beach, like, with some friends. You would smell? Mm-hmm. You know that's called an olfactory hallucination? Mm, not exactly that term, no. But okay, just, well, well, it is. And not the hallucination. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, I don't mean that. Okay, I said the wrong thing because you put it. All I'm <laughs> saying is that means you have a unique brain that's twitchy and is more common among people who are hyperintuitive. Mm. That means you're hyper temporal lobe. Unfortunately, my attention has changed in the last many years because of the stress. I understand that, but because of that, what Mm -hmm. you just said, Mm -hmm. that's what I meant by those mystics, those saints. Mm -hmm. They would see things, hear things, and smell things. Like they would smell roses. It's not common. Mm -hmm. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. Yes. It changes, but the Mm -hmm. first incidence they get is they have that smell. Where they would smell. Had, Go ahead. Sorry, uh, someone tried to close my third eye. My third eye had got stuck open, and I was consulting with some people who were religious, and they were consulting Jesus, and they said you're you got into some situation problems, and um, so they they tried to shut down my third eye, and so my okay, intuition has been okay. Oh. So listen, this is what I want you to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to work with an acupuncturist and herbalist on liver wind. Liver wind. Liver wind, okay. The thing that helps that area of the brain. Yeah. I also want you. It also helps with the bowel issue. Okay. It also helps with pain in your pelvis. Do you ever get headaches? Um, just if I'm super stressed, 
um, upset when the, uh, my voice doesn't get heard. And so okay. it can go not stressed again. Very, okay. And then do you mm -hmm. stare in the space? Mm, not as much. No, I'm staring at it. Not as, not as much, but you're used to. Um, now that I have a tablet and a phone and internet, I'm staring at that all the time. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is, is yes. Maria, you have a very sensitive brain. Mm -hmm. It's hyper-connected to your body, but it's hyper-intuitive and reactive. Mm -hmm. That makes you exquisitely sensitive to people. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful to make it less twitchy with acupuncture Chinese herbs. But if you notice that you're staring in a space, getting more irritable, you want to talk to people about it with some practitioner. But you can make it more stable, and that will make your symptoms in your body more stable. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a no, not overdoing the magnesium, because I don't think excess magnesium is good because it can make you osteoporosis unless you do calcium. Calcium and magnesium can help this. So can DHA, 1,000 milligrams, three times a day. But do all of this with a practitioner that you can really trust. Are you following me? Yeah. I understand that it's hard for you to trust practitioners, but your brain is extremely sensitive, and you want to take very good care of it. Because that previous problem with smelling, which was unique and related to intuitive events, the previous problem was staring that was related to third eye and mystical abilities and your reactive health problems are all connected with empathy and intuition. I am so honored to have read you as the last person on Unity Online Radio. Oh, thank you. Same. No, no but you that. have to. If you're, if you're, are you in perimenopause now? I don't know. They think they, I am. If, if your problem gets worse and you start to stare in space again and you start to have more smell of the beach or anything like that, you want to tell your practitioner who you can trust. Seriously. Seriously. That will make you more intuitive, but you want to make sure it will help you keep your feet on the ground on earth and have controlled ability with what you call your third eye. Do you understand? Yeah. See how you sound much calmer? I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. It's, I've been tremendously honored by doing Unity Online Radio. Follow me up on my next podcast radio network. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. 
on my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.